10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from Rwanda, this is The Afternoon Show with Dr. Harine Otieno. Thank you everyone for joining me on this very special Sunday, Sunday the 10th of October for the Sunday afternoon show. I, as, as always, I'm joining in from Kigali, the city of the land with a thousand hills. Looking forward for a great conversation as we commemorate the recently celebrated World Teachers Day 2021. It's going to be an exciting show with some inspirational Live talks from and Rwanda. This is the afternoon show with Dr. Harine Otieno on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. I hope you're all just up with this particular session. It's been some time since I was on air two Sundays to be exact, but I'm excited to be back. It's one of the most exciting things I get to do during the week to connect with all of us to sit back and to reflect on matters and education in Africa. So I hope you're all going to have a real great conversation about the World Teachers Day, our celebration of the World Teachers Day in Africa. What are we getting right? What should we do better? And is it just about here? Is it just about the week service? own education doctor and education evangelist, Dr. Herin Otieno Menya, seated right in the midst of Kigali. So welcome on board, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about the World Teachers Day 2021. We celebrate it, or it has been celebrated across the continent and across different parts of the world on October 5th. And it is something that you do every year. And um, when you look back at the history of it, it goes back to 1966 when UNESCO and ILO signed um, a status, uh, a recommendation concerning the status of teachers. And so every year UNESCO runs a campaign to help the world gain a better understanding of teachers and the impact they have on the development of students within the society. So every year many countries across the globe come together on October 5th, which was just this week, we had a celebration. And today we're going to reflect and sit back and find out what really happened or what happens during these days in different parts of the continent. But of course, we are also going to stop, step back and send some 
special shout outs to the special teachers that have had a special touch in our lives or that continue to have a special touch in our lives. So just looking through, I mean, I spent some time to look across the continent and find out what really happened on October 5th. And actually I found out that a number of a number of countries celebrated looking at East Africa, where I am, um, Uganda, Rwanda, and Kenya had their celebrations on October 5th. It was not very clear whether Tanzania had a national celebration, but there was some conversation about the World Teachers Day. And then going down to the West, we had a, um, a quick sample shows that Nigeria and Ghana also had some celebration on October 5th, and they've been doing this every year. And then um, South Africa, Southern Africa, South Africa had a session that was graced by the Minister for Education. It was not very clear whether Zimbabwe or Zambia had a national celebration. So, in short, there was quite some celebration on October 5th, uh, celebration for World Teachers Day. Now, in Africa, there are some countries that do not celebrate um, World Teachers Day on October 5th, especially the countries the Arab countries, so the African countries such as Egypt, Tunisia, Algeria, and Morocco, join other Arab Arab countries like Oman, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and they celebrate Teachers' Day on February 28th. So they may not have celebrated their teachers this October. They did that early in the year, February 28th. But when it is World Teachers' Day, it is not just about the celebrations. One of the most inspirational things to do and that I find myself doing every World Teachers' Day is just looking out at some of the messages and the taglines, the key messages that people send around on the different social media platforms that our leaders actually also send around. And, I, uh, and, and so it's not just about... Um, the celebration is also about the messages. And during this show, I will really be keen to find out what celebrations, um, what celebrations or what are some of um, the conversations that you had about World Teachers Day. Um, I will just read one, one, one message that I really think would be a good opening to a conversation. It was a tweet that was sent um, by a Twitter handle called Africa's Updates. And... Um, so they sent a message on October 5th, and this is what they wrote. They said, International Teachers' Day. Some people called it World Teachers' Day. Some people call it International Teachers' Day. So thank you very much for all of us who are already here. I can see that we have a number of people already. We already have somebody joining us from South Africa. We have uh, a few other people, of course, joining us from other parts of the world, not just Africa. And I hope that uh, Yandi and um, I can see actually Faustin from Ghana, you're already here. Send me a text just to say that you're already here. I can see you're already there. You're soon. Please call in so that I can admit you as our speakers of the day. We have two great teachers who are going to help lead this conversation. But I was just about to, um, to actually read a tweet from Africa's Update. And this is what they wrote on October 5th. Um, so Yandi, please call again and I will accept the call. Sorry, I didn't accept it when you said when you when you call, so please call again. This is what Africa's updates wrote. They wrote International Teachers Day. Allow me to admit our first speaker. So um, they wrote International Teachers Day, and they say great thanks to all our school teachers. Welcome on board, Yandi. Um, great thanks to all our school teachers, lecturers, professors, master teachers, elders, including parents, 
for all the hard work you do all year round. And then they say this, and I really like this because this is an African quote. They said, um, if the wise elders of the village, if the wise elders of the village don't teach the children, the village idiots will certainly do so. I found that quite telling. And I sat back and mused and said, well, I am lucky that I had good teachers in my life that were able to teach me. And therefore, I escaped the teaching by the village idiots. So this, at this point, um, I really just want to, for all of us to pause and think about all those special teachers that have touched our lives in a special way. And we're going to spend the first few minutes of today's um, show sending out a special shout out to the teachers, the special teachers that have really touched our life. The wise elders of our villages that stepped up to teach us and therefore prevented or helped us not be exposed to the village idiots who would have taught us if the teachers did not teach us. So it's time to think about all those special teachers. So not all of us who are here, remember this is Teachers Talk Radio. So please take some time. If you if there's a specific teacher that you'd like us or like me to spend, to send a special shout out to during this show, please just write a small uh, on the text. Please write something about the teacher. Who is the teacher? What subject they teach? And why do you consider them to be special? And as we start that, I'm going to start off myself by sending a special shout out to my head teacher. She was a she was British and she was called Sister Margaret Bradbury. Coincidentally, she turned 80 years old on October 2nd. And she was an inspirational teacher. She she taught me physics, but she was also our school principal. And she was just amazing. And I'm going to read a special shout out that was sent by one of my classmates to her. And this is what Trufena, who was one of my classmates, wrote as a shout out to my former principal in secondary school, Sister Margaret Bradbury, who recently turned 80 years. And Trufena says, happy Teacher's Day to the most wonderful and amazing lady. As we celebrate World Teacher's Day, I want to thank you for your selfless love and sacrifice in mentoring many young girls and helping us become who we are today. Wishing you God's blessings and long life. So that was sent out by my former classmate, Trufena Obonio, to my former principal sister Margaret Bradbury, who turned 80 years old on October 2nd. So all of us who are here, today is a special day that you can send that short text as a special shout out to those special teachers. But we, as I wait for you to actually share on which teachers you'd like us to send a special shout out to, I want to recognize the presence of two very special teachers in the house as a guest for today, one from South Africa and one from Ghana. So they are going to be part of this conversation. So as I wait for you to share which teachers or which teachers you'd like us to spend a special shout out to, I'm going to pass on the mic to our guests um, in the house today. I'm going to start with Yandi who is joining from South Africa. She's going to tell us, introduce herself 
briefly and if she has any teacher that she wants to send a special shout out to she's actually going to send a special shout out and then we'll move on to Faustin who is joining us from Ghana so Yandi over to you um hi Harine hi everybody and thank you to all the people that have tuned in Yandi um can you hear me Harine can you hear me Hello. I can't hear you. Okay. Um, but I think the other people can hear me. Um, so, so I'm, a I'm going to find out what might be the challenge. With, yeah. Um, I can't hear Yandi. Um, I'm going to move on to Ghana as I check on Yandi and find out what could be the challenge. I'm going to move on to Ghana. Faustine, if you can hear us, please uh, say hello to everybody. Introduce yourself. And if you have that special shout out to that special teacher, please do. Over to you, Faustine. Okay. okay. Hello. Hello, Doc. Can you hear me, please? Oh, Yandi. Everybody could hello. hear Yandi apart from me. So perhaps it's a challenge with my end. Faustine. So are can you, you hear me? Yes, okay. please. Can you hear me? to hear Faustine. Wow. Hello. Hello. We can hear you. We can hear you. This is interesting. Okay. 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 So, so hello to everyone. Hello to the listeners, and thanks for the opportunity. Yes, I am Faustina. Okay, Hobson. I'm also not hearing Faustine. I'm, I'm not so sure what the problem is. Um, Faustine, can you hear? Are you hello. Talking? Is yeah, everybody I can hearing hear you. Faustine? If you can hear Faustine, please let me know. Hello. Oh, I see where the problem Hello? is. Sorry. I sorry, I was okay. I have seen where the problem was. Now I can hear you. So Faustine, for my sake, okay. you please introduce Hello. yourself again. Hello, I can hear you now. All right, so so hi to everyone and thanks for the opportunity. Um, I am Faustina Copson, a teacher. Here in Ghana, I am the 2017 National Overall Best Teacher. I won the Best Teacher Award in 2017 here in Ghana. I teach um, the lower grade. I, I am currently with grade one. Um, yes, um, I have the special teacher, my preschool teacher, Miss Ango. Miss Ango. Um, this woman touched my life so much. I used to be um, one of the shy, quiet learners in her class. Um, I wouldn't want to be called to the front to do any activity, though I can do whatever she wants me to do, but I just didn't want to come in front to do anything. And uh, she realizing the potentials in me, she decided to pick me up every time and so it's like every time after lunch she has an activity that has to engage me you know bringing me to do something in front of the class for everyone to see initially i, I felt very uncomfortable but with time i adjusted and today i feel it's one of the things that has groomed me and made me um able to even speak in public and so i send a shout out to her i want to thank her so much i've been calling her intermittently i'm so grateful for all that she's done and the impact she's made in my life 
Thank you, thank you. A shout out to Miss Angle, the teachers <laughs> being able to see the potential that we have and being able to nurture it and bring it forth. And as we say, uh, we are lucky that we had uh, the wise elders to groom us because otherwise we'd be open to the village idiots to teach us. And maybe that would actually quash the potential that we have. So thank you very much. Um, Faustina, I would perhaps request that you check. There was a little bit of background noise from your side. Uh, so perhaps you check uh, what that what was causing that so that it we, uh, we don't get an echo. I'm going to ask Yandi for my sake to introduce herself because I didn't get to hear uh, her shout out especially. So Yandi, very briefly, for my sake, please introduce yourself again. Um, hi, everyone, again. And hi, Dr. Herine Oteno. Um, my name is Yandisa Machotina. I'm a teacher in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I teach high school students are from grade eight to grade 12, and I teach English and history. Um, I'd like to, you know, it's so tricky for me, the shout out, because Chad in the shout out too, I found out this year passed away, I think two years ago, taken. Mm. His name was uh, Mr. Jeff Burton. He was my English teacher, high school English teacher. And uh, it is through him that I got exposed to a lot of African literature that I'd never been exposed to before. And I also developed a love for Shakespeare under him. So unfortunately, he's no longer here. So that's, that's my shout out. Shout out to Jeff Barton. Thank you very much. Um, and it's just amazing um, what our teachers, actually, when we look back and we see what contribution our teachers have made to our lives. So thank you very much, uh, Faustina. And thank you very much, Yandi, for joining. And a special, special shout out to the both of you for being here to be part of this conversation. And I know the amazing work you do in each of your backyards. Uh, Faustina, it's really interesting to hear about the fact that you are a shy person the short time that I've engaged with you, nobody could ever think about that. You are so bubbling with life. I know you engage a lot in teacher training. And so it's quite something to think about the impact Miss Angle had on your life and out of which all of us are actually harvesting from. So as we go to the next session, I just want to also send a very special shout out to my team members from AIMS Teacher Training Program Rwanda, my team members, the staff that I work with. As some of you may already know, I've had a very, very tough week because of having somebody ill in my family. And the last two days of the week has actually been very tough. And just two hours ago, I got a pleasant surprise. The whole office actually came in and they're actually sitting on my backyard as we ran this show because they came in just to, you know, um, connect with me and allow me to actually, you know, take my mind away from all this situation. And so I really want to send a special shout out to all my team members. They're right here somewhere, uh, not far away from where I am actually airing this show. So special shout out for, to you. Thank you for standing alongside me in this very difficult time. And of course, a special shout out to all teacher training program Rwanda teachers who have also been my rock during this week's tough moment. So really really special to have teachers who are not just teaching but are actually also we are not just teaching or talking about teaching stuff but we are also friends so thank you very much now um um so karina is asking whether somebody is is anyone talking i can't hear a single sound so could could we all just confirm to me that you can hear me yandy can you hear me 
because I can see one of um, the listeners is asking whether there is a single sound. Am I am I audible? Yeah, we can hear. We can hear. You can hear. Perfect. Thank you. So I hope it will get better for you, Karina. Sorry for that. Um, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, so we want to get into the thrust of today's conversation. And today's conversation, we want to sit back and reflect and think about World Teachers Day celebration. We've already talked about the fact that the first time there was ever celebration of World Teachers Day was in 1994. It is a day that is promoted uh, by uh, UNESCO as a day of actually just getting people to reflect on the value of teachers and the role that they play in society. And each year uh, to help um, to help kind of align the, the, the celebrations, uh, there is uh, a theme that is attached to the year. And the first part of the presentation, I mean, our conversation, I want us to sit back and think about or reflect on the theme of this year's theme of this year's um, celebration. And just to actually bring context, I'm going to play an audio from um, Kenya. Um, this was one of the education leaders as, as they were talking about the celebration in Kenya this year. Uh, there was a statement about the theme and I want to play that. And then we are going to sit back and reflect on this, really what, to what extent do we agree with what he's no saying? countries. Sorry, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, teachers at the heart of education recovery is a timely theme. And uh, in Africa, teachers have played a very important role in ensuring that when it was expected that uh, Africa and Kenya may not manage with COVID-19, teachers were very resilient. Schools reopened, teachers were bold enough to take up those challenges. And I'm happy that while many expected that schools would be zones of transmitting and deaths, God was with us and our teachers, though we lost a, a few of them, our teachers remained focused. Yes, so that was actually the chair of Kenya Association of Head Secondary Head Teachers, and he was talking on October 5th during the World Teacher Celebration in um in kenya and he was reflecting in that particular statement about on or rather on the theme of this year's celebration which we know was coined as teachers at the heart of education recovery and so i just want us to spend some time and think about this theme and I, I'm, I'm going to pose a question to um Thank you very much, Arafat. Uh, before I even pose the question, I'm just taking note of who is here. Thank you very much, Arafat, for being here with us from Bangladesh. What a special honor. Thank you for being here. Karin, you're having a challenge hearing us. Please check that one, um, and I think you do. Please check that you have, um, you have, you, you, you are signed in and just check that everything is okay with uh, the gadget that you're using. But also remember that this is being streamed live from the Teacher Talk, Teacher's Talk Radio tweet, Twitter handle, so you can actually also follow this there. We can also follow this from their Facebook page live, just in case the Podbean is giving any of us a challenge. But I'm really excited for those of us who've been able to join from different parts of the world, from Africa and from different parts of the world. So as I've already indicated, this is a sh today's show. We are focusing on the celebration of World Teachers Day, especially in Africa. And we're going to tease out the meaning behind the celebration. What are we doing right? And what could we do better? And what, if any, is the impact 
of this celebration? Why has there been some disquiet among some of the educators about this celebration? We will be getting to that point. But right now we are at the point where I want us to reflect a little bit on this year's theme. Teachers are the heart of education recovery. And I want to pose this question to all of us, even as I will ask um, our speakers, our guest speakers to actually comment on this. When you hear that theme, teachers are the heart of education recovery. What is it speaking to you? Do you hear a sense of celebration? Do you hear a sense of acknowledgement? Or do you hear a sense of responsibility or even a sense of burden on the teachers that is going, being placed on the teachers by the world as we celebrate World Teachers Day 2020, 2021 under this theme? So I want to start with Yandi. Uh, I said that you had a celebration um, that was attended by your Minister of Education. And um, just to read out one statement that your minister said, um, your minister says say that teachers uh, actually are mothers of all professions from whose hand every country is built. And that statement had a lot of thank you to the teachers. So Yandi, as you hear or as you reflect on this um, theme, what are your thoughts? What is it speaking to you? What do you hear? What, for in your case, do you hear captured in this theme? A sense of inspiration, celebration, acknowledgement? or responsibility and burden? Yo, um, I think it's interesting for, for me because I would say um, more than anything, after everything that has happened, especially in the past uh, almost two years now, and in the line light of other things that have happened, I'd say it is kind of a double-edged sword. So on, mm -hmm. you know, the one hand we have, you know, kind of a sense of, okay, you know, I feel we can feel appreciated uh, for the first time, you know, for the first time in a long time, we hear these words being uttered by the minister that, yes, we are indeed uh, very crucial for running the running of everything because without, I guess, teachers, you can't really produce anything else after that, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, knowing the kind of treatment we receive on a daily, on a day-to-day -day basis, um, mm -hmm. it feels also like it is a burden. And mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because on a you know kind of regular daily basis we mm -hmm. uh, we are kind of put in very strange positions and pressure is put on us um, you know regarding things we don't even really have the know-how or the knowledge to do or implement but mm -hmm. that's the day-to-day -day basis running of these things but at you know on teacher's day you know one day the whole year we get to hear kind words said to us and i think in south <laughs> africa it's so interesting because um the time period we are in um if i look back a year ago you know things like uh, the increment were discussed and you know our our minister had really the nerve to kind of just tell us there will be there will be nothing you'll get nothing but here we were we were on the front lines 
I mean, we, and you know, South Africa's COVID numbers are very, were very high and mm-hmm. we were struggling, but we were there on the front lines and our government really had the nerve to kind of come and say, you guys are getting nothing. And fast forward a year later and, you know, one day in the year, the minister says, ah, you know, you guys are very important. Her tune is going to change in a week. <laughs> Not even a week. I'm sure in a few days it's going to change because matric exams are up. And I will, I'm guessing we will never hear that kind of rhetoric and talk until next year, the 5th of October again. So those are my wow. thoughts. Wow, really heavy thoughts right there. So just talking, saying that, well, it's it's, it's a double-edged sword. To a certain extent, it feels nice to feel appreciated. But then you sit back and you're reflecting on that. This is appreciation. You said hearing, um, getting kind words one day in a year and thinking about those kind words, kind words against what it truly means, what the trenches look like in terms of education recovery, um, the burden, as you say, um, and the things that you have to go through. And I want us to perhaps reflect coming, I mean, reflect a little bit to try and paint what is the situation like um, in schools in this season that we are teaching? Because this theme is connecting to our season. It's talking, it's connecting to the reality that has been brought forth by the COVID-19 pandemic. So when you're talking about at the heart, there is a visualization of a real situation that teachers are in. And then there is the goal of what we are calling education recovery. But what really does school look like in this season? We'll be coming back to that. Um, but I want to go back to, I mean, I want to give Faustina to also um, really tell us what she hears in this theme. Do you feel a sense of acknowledgement, celebration, responsibility, or just, you know, a burden that is being placed upon the teachers? What's, what's your reflection? And I know you're part of the Ghana Education Service, and as you said, you're a teacher right there. So Faustina, what are your thoughts? from Ghana. Um, please unmute yourself. You had said you had muted yourself. Faustina? I think Faustina you was might have to tell her to call her in again, to call. Okay. So Faustina, do you want to disconnect and then um, just um, call in again, just so that we check that everything is fine? You could actually leave and join. I think the numbers are still okay. We still haven't reached the maximum number. So please leave and join, and then we will come back to you. But I just want, as, as Faustina is doing that, I just want to get back to, and we'll be get back to what Yandi was saying. And we'll, the, the next part of this session, we're going to be talking about what really, why is there disquiet? But just to connect to what you are saying, Yandi, I, I, I saw a tweet earlier on, I mean, perhaps yesterday from a Twitter handle called Fixing Education. And this has nothing to do with a World Teachers Day, but I think it kind of rings true to some of the things you're alluding to. Uh, this person tweeted and said, I just received an email from Central Admin letting teachers and principal know they understand how difficult these times have been for us. It was followed by, please complete the following tasks before the end of the day. And then the person wrote, we have to stop pretending 
to care about educators. So I think that kind of resonates with what you're saying because you're saying, look, this kind word comes once every year. Um, and you almost think that immediately that the conversation happens on October 5th, everything, I mean, that rhetoric stops, you get back to the trenches. And then after that, um, the next time you'll hear another kind word is on October 5th, the following year. But Jandi, as we ask uh, Faustin to join again, Faustin, as soon as you think you're back, please just call again. Otherwise, I'll call her on, on WhatsApp and she'll be part of the conversation through that. But let's see if she will be able to do that. So, Yandi, let's just think about a little bit, paint a picture. We are thinking about World Teachers Day in the context of COVID-19 situation, COVID-19 pandemic situation. How, how have things changed in school as a result of COVID-19? What is this environment in which you are working as a teacher and what are some of the unique attributes that everybody needs to be aware of, of what the teacher goes through every day because of the current situation in education? What can you flag out as your top three issues that uh, every teacher is grappling with in, in South Africa, for example? Sure. That's a, yo, yo, that's a, <laughs> that's a tough question. Mm -hmm. I think... You know, because the the systems also here are different. So we we do have like a two tier system. You have kind of the schools that are that'll be kind of in the ten percent, um, you know, achievement. The kind of top ten percent of schools, and then you have kind of the rest of the schools. And mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. for the vast majority of South African schools, including rural schools, what a lot of us are grappling with is this idea of rotation and teaching. And I know initially a lot of my colleagues would complain about why do I have to teach the same lesson twice over, you know, whatever period of time. And I think it's, it's been, it's interesting, um, you know, teaching because it's like your one class or the one group is your kind of test group and then you'll do better with the other group when they come the second time. So I think mm -hmm. this issue of rotation and uh, completion of the syllabus, I think, is, is what has a lot of us kind of, you know, in constant kind of thinking and, you know, trying to be trying to come up with ways to kind of, to complete the syllabus but also you know grappling with questions of do I really need to complete the syllabus I know you know the superiors the people who don't work in schools are checking that I'm, I must complete this thing but you know schools are dynamic you deal with so many people in a school um, you know it's should I complete the syllabus in you know what do my kids need to do but I think it's the rotation syllabi completion as well as the learner's performance um, is kind of what I think is is on our minds a lot. So mm -hmm. where learners aren't performing mm -hmm. and what are we what we used to do back in the day back in the day before COVID. By <laughs> like back in the mm -hmm. day I mean before COVID. Um, before like you would call the kids easily to come and do extra classes and things like that. Now it's, you can't just call them. You need to make sure that the facilities are going to be, um, what do you call it? Sanitized and cleansed and, you know, all these other things. And can they come at that time? The group and things like that. So mm -hmm. I think for me, I think that those would be the 
top three things. And especially coming to the end of the year, I think a lot of us are just thinking about learner performance, especially in secondary schools and in the higher grades. So grade 11 to 12, that's where I think we are at at the moment. It's so what is going to happen with these kids? And we are kind of waiting also for directive as to whether, you know, do do all the kids need to pass again like last year because they were disadvantaged or do we just look at their performance but is it fair to look at their performance if they weren't at school every day so i think definitely the syllabus uh, assessment and the performance and assessment as well as um yeah the rotation are ultimately i think the three things we are grappling or trying to even grapple with Wow, quite telling. So yes, I heard from a teacher from Ethiopia that they are also faced with uh, the challenge about school rotation, uh, having students come in different faces. And uh, I think it would be important at some point to just have a conversation around this to find out what are our experiences across different countries, because it's, it comes with its own new demand. And perhaps, as you said, some, you, uh, for, I mean, is every child therefore getting the same level of attention, the quality, the same quality of education? You're saying the first classroom might be the testing one, and then the second one actually then benefits from the first classroom. But I imagine also the extra workload that comes with it and um, the realities that come with it. And then within this context, as you say, there's still the aspect of you have to complete the syllabus. I mean, the day still just has 24 hours even though now you have to teach the classroom twice or three times, depending on your rotation cycle. And yet for each of the groups, you have to finish the syllabus. I think there's something really to have a conversation there. And then within that, as you say, there's a pressure of performance. And you're saying now because of COVID, again, it's there are certain things that you can do like you used to do, for example, providing support to the students. So, performance, uh, I mean, I mean, those are real issues because sometimes as parents and those of us who are outside schools, we just send our students to school. We just send our children to school. We might not even have an understanding of the pressures that you're going through as teachers, especially with some of these new policy interventions that came about because of COVID-19. So real, real issues there. I'm not sure whether Faustina has been able to join again. Uh, Faustina, are you okay? Um, and if that is not working, I'm going to try and call Faustine on WhatsApp because she seems to be having a challenge. And then as soon as she calls in, we're going to be able to um, connect with her. But Yandi, as we wait for Faustine, Faustine, I was going to ask about the students. Are there any unique observations you have made uh, on the students, either in terms of their behavioral patterns or in terms of their sense of connection with learning? I think the same as before COVID, and especially now that COVID has been around for, you know, a longer period than perhaps the last time me and you spoke about this. Um, are there unique situations that you have to deal with in terms of um, the, the, the students and the dispositions and the psychosocial issues that they come with in to school? In As we think about you being at the heart of education recovery. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think what many people um, may have taken for granted, you know, experts came and said kids need to go back to school, uh, schools keep them safe. And I think maybe I also didn't understand this uh, last year, but it's become even more kind of glaring now that 
for a lot of learners, school is definitely an escape. It's a safer environment for them. Mm-hmm. And they, it's kind of also an environment where they are free year to be themselves versus their home conditions. So mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's the one thing that is, that has stood out for me is that a mm-hmm. lot of, a lot of kids do need to kind of come to school and they do want to be at school every day. Even, you know, kind of the naughtiest <laughs> child out there has mm-hmm. school as their outlet. And that means, you know, beyond just the teaching as usual, we have other responsibilities of keeping um, not these kids not only safe, but also, you know, to kind of have them develop and try to reach their own aspirations. Um mm-hmm. Another thing that I think we're finding, dis- mm-hmm. which is disturbing um, mm-hmm. in secondary schools, is other amount of kids and the older kids. So if, you're, if kids in year 12, year 11, and year 10 are fraternizing with kids in year 8 and 9 and mm-hmm. kind of developing sexual relationships as well, um, mm-hmm. it's been a bit tricky and strange to witness. But I think, unlike before, it's, it seems to be even more obvious than it was Ooh. before. Um, and I don't know why. I'm still trying to put my finger on that one as well. It just seems more obvious that we pick it up that, hey, so-and-so in grade 11 is walking and is trying to groom this child in grade eight situation. And that's, that I think is, is become interesting, but I think behavior wise, it's, you know, it's the usual, but I think a lot of, for a lot of these kids, school is an outlet. It's a different place to be in. It's not like the neighborhoods. It's maybe safer than normal. Um, and you know maybe less drugs and things like that at the school even though there Mm -hmm. are still drugs drugs find their way into the school alcohol as well but it still would be less than what they are exposed to in their own neighborhoods Mm -hmm. wow um there's some there's a situation there that as you say would be important to dig out and find out why it's perhaps more obvious to you as teachers the issue of uh, different year group fraternizing. I think that's something that you definitely need to dig through. I wouldn't, I don't have um, a single idea why that could be the case, but I look forward, if you if you, if you, if you get to figure it out, please give me a shout. That would be interesting to follow I on. Will, I and, will and definitely. <laughs> I will definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course, if there are other teachers from other countries, especially in Africa, if this is something that you've noticed amongst your students as a unique thing, uh, during this period of COVID-19 pandemic, that would be interesting to track and maybe eventually have a conversation with a view of getting constructive insights into it. Um, but it's great to hear and to hear you affirm the sense of safety, the sense of the um, the sense of um, the uh, the sense of safety that our te- our students feel in our schools and why I mean. It's like it's a preferred place for them to be. That's really, really heartwarming. And I think, yes, I've seen a lot of conversations for countries like, let's say, I know like a country like Uganda has been closed for some time, quite some time. And um, there's all this conversation about, you know, schools being safe spaces and our students uh, preferring to be in the school spaces uh, more than perhaps the neighborhood, because again, I guess they get to connect with their friends and all that. But it would be very interesting to find out why 
this particular situation you've talked about is coming up more openly for you guys in South Africa and to track whether it is a situation in any of the African countries. Uh, I'm really, really keen to get Faustina into this conversation. Faustina, by any chance, are you now able to speak? Could you give it a shot? Can you hear me? Because um, I tried calling you again and uh, I was not able to get you. Um, Faustina? Let me try and give Faustina a call on um, WhatsApp and see if we, she can join the conversation via WhatsApp. Um, just one second. These are some of the challenges that come with technology. And as we talk about education recovery, technology has somewhat be part of this conversation. Of course, it has played out a little differently in Africa. And I was reading feedback from um, World Teachers Day celebration in Nigeria, and they highlighted this as one of the critical things the government has to look into or situations that came as um, as a space where governments have to look into if we are talking about teachers being at the heart of education recovery. Faustina is still not able to um, respond. Uh, I know she was saying it was raining quite a bit in Ghana, so that could also be presenting a situation there. One unique thing about Ghana's celebration that I caught that caught my attention is that they decided to reward the 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 theme for the theme for, for, for the celebration. Instead of using teachers at the heart of education recovery, Ghana celebrated the World Teachers Day on October 5th under a different theme or rather a recoined theme. And this is what their theme read out as they read it. It read teachers wanted colon and then they said reclaiming teaching and learning for human-centered recovery. So it would have been very nice to um, perhaps hear from Faustine why as a country they decided to reward um, the theme of the day and what really they were attempting to capture in, in rewarding that um, the theme of the day. But um, I want us to jump into the actual celebrations. Uh, I'm going to come back for us to jump into the actual celebrations. And before we do that, um, we will be, uh, we'll be coming back to to actually send out some special shout outs to some of the teachers. Remember, we said we still want to send a special shout out to teachers. But even as we wait to do that, as we come back to send some special shout outs, hopefully from our listeners and some that had been sent earlier on to me, to some of the teachers in Africa, um, we are going to do that in the next phase. And then we're going to jump into reflecting on um, the mode of the celebration. Already we have alluded to, you know, it's a day of kind words. but really to look at what, what are other teachers saying from other countries in terms of celebration of this day. We talked about it being celebrated in a number of countries, but there's been also some level of disquiet that came about or that were freely aired during the same period of celebration. So I wanted to track a little bit of some of those uh, statements of disquiet and I'll have a reflection on this because at the end of the day, we are asking ourselves, what are we doing well? And what could we change so that it's not a one day in the year of saying thank you? It is not a one day in the year of saying thank you, which a number of our teachers are not even persuaded, as Yande put it, is something that is coming from the heart. Uh, a number of our teachers are persuaded is lip service because what comes after does not really align itself with that expression of thank you. So we'll be coming back to that. But before we come back to that, I want us to take a short advertisement break. So we are going to listen out to our advertisement of the day, uh, and then we'll come back to that conversation. Need support with your phonics teaching? 
Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the Assertive Leadership and the Emotionally Intelligent Leader courses? All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Thank you. So yes, we are back and we want to reflect a little bit on um, some of the conversations that have emerged in different parts of the continent about celebrating this day and really track what the teachers are trying to say as a result. But um, as so I have uh, been able to get a Faustina on, on WhatsApp. So I'm going to try and see if we can hear her. Faustina, how are you? Yes, uh, we can hear you, but if you can perhaps make your sound a little louder, Yandy, uh, and those of us who are online, Kenley, let me know if you can hear Faustina. So say hi to everybody. Let's see if they can hear you. Um, please let me know, people, if we can hear Faustina. Um, are we able to hear Yandi? Can you hear Faustina? Um, we can hear. It's just a bit muffled. Oh, it's muffled. Yandi, do you want to? I mean, sorry, Faustina, do you want to try again? Hello, can you hear me? Is it Hello? better, Yandi? Or is it still muffled? It's still muffled, but I think it's okay. I think we can hear. Hi, um, Faustina, I keep going. Uh, unfortunately, it's muffled. I know it's raining uh, at your place and she's having... Faustina, did you try con disconnecting and coming back? Yeah, I did. Let me try again. Okay, please try again and let's see if it will work. Okay. Okay. okay thank, you. thank you. So, yes, Yandi, as we wait for Faustina to come back, um, I'm going to send a special shout-out Um to a few teachers here that I got um, messages about, uh, I mean, shout out requests from. And I have a special shout out from, um, I, I, I hope I will pronounce this well, but she's called Yuri and uh, she's from Mozambique. And this was a special shout out to Mrs. Sandra Wilson from the American International School of Mozambique. Mozambique. She says, um, Sandra taught her in third and fifth grade and taught her English 
And she says, Sandra was a stunning teacher who always taught each child individually, knowing we all learn at our own pace and in different ways. So that's a special shout out to Mrs. Sandra Wilson, who is from Mozambique. And this shout out is coming from Yuri, who is an ed tech consultant. So um, I hope we, those of us online can still um, can still actually send special shout outs to those teachers who have made special contribution to their life. So um, I want us to move on a little bit to uh, the sense of celebrations and the sense of feedback that came in from different people. And um, Yandi, you've already intimated to it, but it would be interesting to just find out what's coming out from different uh, different countries. As I said, a number of countries celebrated World Teachers Day. In East Africa, we had Kenya celebrating it, perhaps for the first time or after a long while, we had uh, Rwanda celebrating it and celebrating it right from the grassroots level to the national level. And then I'm not so sure about Tanzania. And then in the West, in West Africa, we had Ghana and Nigeria. Just I just sampled that. And in, in Southern Africa, I'm, at least I got uh, indication online that South Africa was able to celebrate it. Um, Zambia did not quite celebrate the day, if I'm not wrong, though I saw that they had celebrated it on different days. But uh, one of the things that caught my attention is that the new Zambian president actually sent out a tweet um, in recognition of the World Teachers Day. And this is what he wrote. He said, on this Teachers Day commemoration, I would like to wish all the men and the women that have sacrificed their time to ed educate us have a blessed day. So that was a message that came in from the, the Zambian president. But even as different countries celebrated, for a number of countries, not everybody seemed uh, excited and some of them were quite open to this. And I'll start with a, a statement that caught my eye from an educationist from Kenya. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, is that rather harsh? But then later I found that there was quite a bit of a conversation on that line. So this uh, lady is from Kenya and this is what she said. She said, TSC, the Teacher Service Commission's audacity to celebrate teachers is just violent. And she says, it's basically a declaration that Kenyan teachers are not human beings. And I want us to underline that part of human beings. And she says, she went on to say, you can humiliate them day after day, then on some single hallmark holiday, like World Teachers Day, you praise them and don't care that we all know that you don't mean it. It's not just cruelty, it is hypocrisy and sadism. And then she went on to say, this is how violent, this is how violent spouses behave. They beat you and then they touch your swollen cheek and say that they love you. Aish. And that's how she ended her, her, her tweet. Yandi, was this lady too harsh to her teacher commission from your own opinion? Definitely own not. Yeah. Definitely not. I think, I think she she said it the way it needed to be said it's mm -hmm. it's i feel it's accurate it's definitely a sort of violence that is practiced by people in policy and since we are on the continent we are on we know people in powerful positions do all sorts of deplorable things like stealing tax money 
and treat the very people at the bottom like teachers like nothing only for one day of thank you teachers so i agree with her i'm with her and i don't think she was too harsh oh i was hoping you're going to be a little kind somebody said i mean there was quite some comments what really caught my attention was that it was not just her who said that but then a number of teachers were, were actually actually weighed in in on that comment because it was made on social media space and um, they actually seem to kind of agree with what you're saying and 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 it's 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 something and and that's what we really need to think about how do we change this how do we make sure um we do not just do this as something as a ritual that we do every every year and go back to the meaning behind um perhaps the creation of the World Teachers Day that goes back to the signing of uh, the UNESCO and ILO recommendation. And just going back, when you read that, it says that the original thinking about that uh, recommendation was, um, the recommendation was about looking at the status of teachers, reviewing the standards regarding their rights and responsibilities of teachers, the issues related to their initial preparation, further education, recruitment, employment, and learning conditions. So it seems like the principle of the celebration of the day was rather noble, but it almost feels like in the continent, there's a sense that perhaps we're not getting it right for some countries. There may be countries that are actually doing it right, and I would like our listeners to actually share some of the things they really appreciate uh, about the World Teachers Day celebrations in their countries. But just to kind of look at what's going on in other African countries, remember that was um, a Kenyan, a Kenyan um, educationist, former teacher, and she obviously still within the education system. I, I browsed around and I looked at uh, articles. So, for example, the World Teachers Day in Uganda was celebrated this year at the State House. And, but then there was this article that was reporting all that, and this was what the title said. It says, Ugandan educators to mark World Teachers Day in misery. And uh, in the article, uh, there's one teacher there that, I mean, a number of teachers are saying, we do not have anything to celebrate about on World Teachers Day. Now, Uganda is unique because the teachers have been, have been out of class for maybe the last six months when they had a second wave, and especially the private school teachers have found themselves in a very hard situation because they are, for the, for the number of months they've been out of school, they have actually not gotten any salary. But even within that article, even for the government, um, the government teachers, what caught my attention is who is celebrating and which teacher is celebrating. I would have really loved for Stina, and I'm going to get her online through WhatsApp, to really talk to us because remember she said she was um a world teachers day um she she got on the award the best teacher award uh in 2017 and so for most teachers they use this day to give awards to teachers the question though i mean the question that i would really like us to dig in is what is the impact of getting this award to the individual and to the wider population but let's just look a little bit of what others are saying so uganda you um we had a statement there of uganda educators uh, marking the World Teachers Day in a day of misery, and some of them saying they have nothing to celebrate about World Teachers Day. I found another headline, and uh, this was from Tanzania. It was saying long hours, low pay spells doom for Tanzania's teachers. And so they were saying um, not just 
the work conditions, the salaries being insufficient, and as you said, the teaching materials that teachers are supposed to use in the process of this so-called education recovery are, are also not adequate. So that was Tanzania, so that was East Africa. And then going to Nigeria, they also had a celebration, but there was a statement there that says, there's a popular refrain that teachers reward are in heaven. And so, um, and this person said that acknowledgement that they are at the wrong end of the national reward stick rings true today as Nigeria joins the rest of the world to mark Teachers' Day. And they had concerns about promises that had been made the year before, just like, uh, and that had not been honored, and a situation where in some states in Nigeria, their teachers would stayed without their, their salaries for 19 months. But yet, those same states had the audacity to come together and celebrate the World Teachers' Day. Ghana had a real interesting celebration with a recoined, um, what is it called, uh, theme. And I know that if I read it right, the best teacher was to get a house built for him or her in whatever place he or she wanted. But even as that was going on, it was very interesting that one of the members of parliament, who is actually part of the education committee, seemed to jab at the government and, and he said, we have no textbooks, but you're here celebrating Teacher's Day. And he said, there's no education recovery without basic textbooks for the curriculum implementation. And then just finishing with closer home to you, um, Yandi, in Zimbabwe. And there was this headline that read, today is World Teacher's Day. Nothing to celebrate for Zimbabwean teachers. And then there was a statement there about their salary. And then they said, teachers have lost their ranking in society. It's actually an insult to be a teacher. It is a curse. So seems like, um, wow, there's quite, there's quite some disquiet amongst teachers. And we need to, it seems like as a continent, we really need to rethink the World Teachers Day, why we're really celebrating it. And where our whether our teachers are with us in the celebration or that or they're just looking at it as hot air and just listening across from all those different countries that have shared a bit of the sentiments which i must say i just got online from articles so perhaps there could be some sense of biasness but yandi what do you hear i mean of course you're sitting and thinking about it originally as an a teacher in south africa but now you're getting a sense of what perhaps your fellow teachers are saying from across the continent? What, what do you hear as you, as you listen to all these sentiments? And what are you feeling as a teacher, Yande? What I'm hearing is, uh, I think, the underappreciation, the undervaluing, and that the profession is ultimately, you know, not as rewarding as it should be for something that is so important in a society. Clearly, mm -hmm. it's like we don't matter. And I feel, of course, things can change. Things, there's mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. opportunity. It's possible for things to change. But at the same time, I don't know if things will change anytime soon. And I'm hearing... What I'm hearing is what I hear a lot also from my colleagues and many other teachers um, that I interact with. But it, it then seems that on the continent, we don't value teachers. And I don't think it's maybe just our continent as well. 
I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are many countries where, I mean, look at the States, for example. They, I think they were on strike. Is it last year? There were strikes and this issue of charter schools. So I think the profession for something that is so important in a society is incredibly undervalued. The amount of pressure I think we are under regularly doesn't mm-hmm. warrant that we could be treated the way we are treated by policymakers, people in, and other people in government. But, you know, here we are. We are doing the best we can. And it shows me that we do care about the learners. We care about our jobs. But mm-hmm. maybe a lot of, a lot of the underappreciation uh, is causing maybe despondency and lack of motivation on many on the side of teachers so as much as i feel like yes i agree but i i definitely feel confident then that we do care about our kids we care mm-hmm. about our learners and we care about our countries but maybe you know the right people may, maybe just don't value the teaching profession which may is a mistake i think that is mm-hmm. a mistake it's a grave mistake because so much can go wrong if your teachers in your society are not happy. True, true. And I, I mean, you, you, um, the, the, the assurance and the, the reality of the love that we have, our teachers have uh, for the students. And as you said, it's normally not just about teaching the syllabus. There's so much more that the teachers actually um actually take care of and at this point i think i want to send out uh just echoing what you're saying and the uh, and the, and i really like the sense of hope that you are um you exude uh you're actually presenting to us that you believe things can change as as dark as things are and of course appreciating that this is not just an african issue there's still a lot that the whole world need to um to do um, towards appreciating teachers more. And I just want to pick out something that Lien is saying. Uh, she had said it earlier. I'm going to connect what she said earlier and what she's just currently said. She, Lien had said that sometimes I feel action, actions are stronger than what, especially from senior management. So we want to see the senior management working the talk or perhaps doing the working more than the talking. And then she later also said when we're talking about what's going on, Lien also said that there are a lot of theme days and weeks that we do in the UK that actually be themes throughout the year and not, not just one day or or a week. So thank you, Lian, for making that comment. I was When I was looking through the celebrations in different parts of the world, I, I noted that in the UK, for example, they have what they call um, the National Thank a Teacher Day. And so on that day, um, the, the, the members of the public are supposed to, you know, kind of step out and just thank the teacher through sending cards and all that. And I know that in the U.S. also they have the, nas- the National Appreciation Week and the National Appreciation Day, Teacher Appreciation Day. But what you're saying, Yandi, is that it's time. It is time. I mean, we must not get really comfortable to say, no, things are bad everywhere. So this, this is the norm. This is the real thing. And we really need to ask ourselves, what is it that is going to make people wake up? And I think the most difficult situation, though, is that many times the people who are sitting in some of those spaces, a number of them are former teachers. And that really, really is uh, something uh, to think about. And I like what uh, Leanne says about, you know, we should make these things or should find ways of appreciating teachers and weave it in so that it's something that just that happens um, 
that is, is the norm, is the culture. And it was just reminding me of um, a tweet I saw from Brad Johnson, who is from the US, and I always, I always find his tweets quite inspirational. And I think two days ago, or yes, just yesterday, he tweeted and said, moment and momentum come from the same root word, meaning moving power. And then he went on to say, never underestimate the power of celebrating small moments because they, re they really do build momentum. Never underestimate the power of celebrating small moments because they really do build momentum. That's, that's powerful for the students and even the staff. So the question, uh, I mean, just listening to what you're saying and listening to, you know, um, I mean, the statement here that Leanne has put across. And the fact that you said, you know, at the opening, you said, you know, it's one day in the year that we say thank you. And that's really disturbing. That's really, really disturbing. And going back to the statement by the lady from Kenya, where she actually um, summarized that as an act of violence. So with your hope, let's think, of, let's think about it as teachers. What do you think we could do to change this culture? Because it's not about the day. It's about building a culture of appreciation. How else can we go about this? And is there any way this, this change that we are all looking for, is there any way it could rise from the bottom up if the top down is not working? Uh, are there innovative ways we could actually help change this culture so that we're not just depending on our leaders, quote unquote. What's your thought about that, Yande? I'm sorry about that. Can you please Yandere? repeat? Can yeah, sorry about that. So I was just saying that, yes, we all acknowledge that the culture of just, you know, doing things and not meaning it and perhaps doing it just once in a year. It seems like it is something that is going on across a number of our countries in the continent. And it's also going on in a number of countries across the world. And something needs to break. And, and, and you said there is hope we can change. These things can change. And so I'm just asking, to what extent or what opportunity exists for us to change this? to build a, a culture of appreciation, a culture of appreciation of teachers. Um, is there an opportunity to break through this and perhaps break it, I mean, bring in the change or the revolution that we are all looking for, bottom up? Um, if all I the think, people at the top seem to be missing the message. I think there's definitely opportunities to change things. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we could do things from just school, at school level, or whatever level that we can do. I mean, mm -hmm. the things that we can control, that's where we can work from. So because we work in schools and those, you know, that's our office, we can mm -hmm. kind of change our cultures or we can kind of start celebrating teachers more. Or um, I think one of the best things <laughs> is, is to challenge the powers that be and i've i've noticed even with people that i work with that sometimes people are reluctant to challenge things especially if things have just been like this for a long time you know what what's mm -hmm. the point of challenging these things but i feel if we don't even challenge these things at kind of a fundamental level then it they can't be recognized to begin with as problems so it would be like we are kind of in echo chambers talking about, oh, we're not appreciated, we're not appreciated. 
but we're not kind of making the means to contact whoever or get in touch with whoever that we can to show our disdain or our disappointment or whatever it may be. But I definitely think a lot of our focus has to be, you know, in, in schools because that is where we work. And either we change the cultures that we have in our schools or we implement things, uh, you know, we can do programs, we can do fun things. We can, we don't have to wait for the higher ups to appreciate. I mean, ultimately, the best appreciation we can get from government is money. <laughs> but, you know, there are, there are things we can do. I mean, we can host events. I remember at my school a couple of years ago, we did a Teacher's Day bribe. Oh, I think mm -hmm. it's in other countries, it's called a barbecue. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's what we did. Because if we were to wait for other people to appreciate us, that, I mean, we'd still be waiting to this day. So, I mean, it's, it's also in many ways, it's, there are things that are beyond our control, but there are things that we can control. And then we can start with the things that we can control. And seeing as though we work in schools, we should probably start within our schools. Wow. Something to think about. And I like the way you say we could actually host activities. It's just reminding me that um, last week, because uh, I work with teachers, I work with over 3,000 teachers here in Rwanda, and we try to find our own ways. Um, you know, we have fun, we sing a lot and all that. And last week, for example, uh, in the midst of training as a break, you know, we just went into the community and did some community work together. And there was all this singing and dancing. And there was a sense that the teachers felt, you know, you know, relaxed sense of connection, a sense of, you know, being seen beyond the chalk and the exercise book, but just being seen as people. And then in between also, we had like a sports tournament and it just struck me how, how invested the teachers were when they were competing against each other and singing and cheering. And so as listening to you, you're saying, you know, we need to look for some of those activities that we can do that can just be relaxing and, uh, we can can actually just make things more visible. I remember when we were doing the community work and we were singing as teachers, you know, the members of the public actually stopped to look at what we were doing. And I believe they got a sense that, oh, those are teachers and they're doing something. So I think we need to get a little creative. And what, when you are talking, I, I actually remembered when I was doing my research for this show that the U.S. has the National Appreciation Week or the National Appreciation Day that they celebrate in May. And when I was reading it, um, there was a little bit of that the history started with a teacher who wrote to, quote unquote, um, the equivalent of members of parliament and really advocated for, for teachers to be appreciated or for time to be there to celebrate teachers. So it began there and over time it was legislated and now at least they have what that whatever they call the teacher appreciation week. So the main message there is that while we would like everybody at the top to do something, we need to ask ourselves, as teachers, what we could do to kind of change the current, the status quo, or to actually just celebrate one another, you know. So I think that's really interesting, and we're going to come back as we come to the towards the conclusion of um, this conversation to ask what opportunity exists to bring in the members of the public, the parents whose children we teach. What opportunity exists, and what lessons can we borrow from other, from other. Um, other countries and I will be sending a special shout out to perhaps two other teachers but before we do that I'd like us to listen to this week's news and then we'll come back and have a bit of a conversation of how we can rally in the members of the public in Africa 
to more visibly celebrate our teachers and make it a culture and not just the day or during the day really involve people beyond our officials. So let's listen to this week's news and come back to that final part of our discussion and conversation. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The national lorry driver shortage has been widely reported in recent weeks, as have the trading issues which have occurred post-Brexit. Both are reported as putting pressure on businesses such as petrol stations and supermarkets, but now it appears the situation is spreading. ISS, a catering firm supplying food to 450 schools, said disruption to what it can offer schools is likely to last until the new year. In a leaked email obtained by ITV, the company advises headteachers on stocking up and ways to keep feeding children through the winter. The advice includes topping up on long-life milk, dried and tinned foods, so that food will be available in a worst-case scenario. Whilst the company says it remains confident it will be able to keep supplying meals, it suggests schools ensure they are prepared. Children's favourites such as fish fingers, bread, ham and some soft drinks are amongst the products the company is struggling to source. ISS has issued a statement saying its ability to provide schools with nutritious meals has not been impacted and that contingency advice to schools was being issued and that regular contact with schools was being maintained. A Department for Education spokesman said there was no evidence to suggest widespread supply issues. Supply chain issues are reported to be causing disruption to the delivery of CO2 monitors to schools in Wales, according to a report on Wales Online. The clean air technology was promised to schools by the first week in October, but delays may mean that schools do not receive them until after the half-term break. The CO2 monitors are designed to warn when there is not enough clean air in a room. They're seen by many as a key mitigation measure to help reduce the spread of COVID-19 and protect staff and pupils. Head teachers across Wales are reporting that more pupils and staff are absent now than at any other time during the pandemic, and that education is facing worse disruption than in the previous academic year. The Welsh Government has said it's spending £2.5 million on the CO2 monitors, and that this will equate to one monitor for every classroom. Finally, The Guardian is reporting on fresh figures released by the Office for National Statistics which suggest that, in England, the spread of COVID-19 is fast outpacing the vaccination programme for secondary age pupils. The ONS now says that last week 1 in 14 secondary pupils had COVID. This is an increase from the 1 in 20 of the previous week. According to data released by the UK Health Security Agency, fewer than 1 in 10 of the age groups eligible for the vaccine have received it although more than a third of those vaccinated were in the vulnerable group. The vaccination programme is seen to be key in keeping schools open and limiting infections. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News. Yeah, um, I think just listening to that news, one of the things that actually comes out is that, you know, teachers' concerns are not just about books and chalk. There's so much more that they deal with. There's so much more they deal with to actually be able to take care of the students uh, holistically. And at, at that point, I just want to send a very special shout out to a very special teacher. And that teacher is called Mary J. Mary J is actually my own mother. She 
was a teacher in the public education system in Kenya for over 40 years, rose through different ranks as a classroom teacher and as a principal, always chose to teach the disadvantaged students. And um, one of the things that she really taught us is how to take care, you know, how to have a heart because throughout her teaching career, almost for every school that she taught, she adopted a pupil and they were adopted into the family and they became our real brothers and our real sisters. If you're really a good student and you're having a challenge at home, maybe you are an orphan and things are not working out for you at home. In most cases, my mom would bring you home. My father would receive you with open arms and you'll be part of the family. You just needed to stay on with your books and to love teaching. I mean, to love reading and studying. So I want to send that special shout out to Mary J. She retired four or five years ago, but because it's like she can't stay out of school. So she started her own school and she's currently doing the same with young children in a poor urban area in Kenya. And it's still the same thing, spending her pension, taking care of these ch children, but making sure that they actually have quality education. So a special, special shout out to Mary J. I recently started a scholarship in our honor, the Mary J Teacher Scholarships, and she's really excited about that. So that special, special shout out to Mary J. Uh, as one of the very special teachers. Um, and as we come towards the, the end, uh, Yandi, we were just talking about, you know, what we could actually do to perhaps make this thing work for us if and, and, and perhaps, you know, be at the driving wheel for this whole process. And um, I was just thinking about recently in Rwanda when they were having um, the the Rwanda, you know, the pigeons, and they were looking for Miss Rwanda. And remember one of them, one of them, because they have to actually talk about a community work or something. And remember one of them, she didn't actually win, but one of the proposals she had was that she wanted the government to create uh, these special shops for teachers. So she was saying, for example, the soldiers uh, have this special place where they shop at a discount. And so she was saying that perhaps teachers, governments could think of such innovative ways for the teachers also, create special shops where they can go and access um, main, I mean, the basic, the basic items, the basic food stuff at a discounted rate so that they are not paying at the same rate. So I found that quite interesting. But I was also listening to um to um to the celebration again in Kenya, and one of the one of the one of the, the leaders talked about how we could involve or why we should think about the celebration to involve um, you know, the members of the public. I'm just going to play what he said. And then we're going to conclude by thinking a little bit about, are we leaving out the members of the public? Are we creating uh, an opportunity for parents and other members of the society to actually be sensitized and be more deliberate about appreciating teachers? Let's take a listen to what this uh, education leader was saying uh, during the celebrations in Kenya. In all countries, the world round, we celebrate Teacher's Day. The day normally involves children, students, pupils, parents, presenting gifts, flowers, and other tokens of appreciation to their beloved teachers. In other countries like Ukraine, the day begins with gathering and concerts on the first Friday before the holiday or 5th of October. Now students and pupils should be organized day long events, should organize day long events at their schools, including dances, recitals, 
songs and theater. This breaks the monotony of daily scholastic routine and not much is actually studied on the teacher's day. The day should be a relaxed day where everybody participates. Teachers and students share and they share informally. And this is what I want to refer to as informal camaraderie. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone needs to participate in this profession. And even those who are closer to the profession by generating awareness about teacher issues and ensuring teachers' respect is part of the natural order of things. Yandi, what do you think? In a minute or two. Can we get the population to be part of this conversation? Are we creating enough space for our parents and other members of the society to celebrate teachers on World Teachers Day or on other days that we may actually identify? Is this a direction we should take as a continent? I definitely think it should be something we consider because mm -hmm. what I've found is, you know, <laughs> amazingly, people, if you go and study it, at university and you become a doctor or whatever it is that you become, most of us have gone through the schooling system. But for some reason, people are oblivious as to how schools work, what happens in schools and, you know, whatever happens. And I think, I think it's a good idea to involve the public, um, you know, be it. And I think usually in teaching, the focus is when we speak on, about the public, we're usually talking about parents and whoever else is connected to the learner. And I think we need to go above and beyond that because so many, the vast majority of us are products or have come through, even if you know people don't complete schooling, but we have some sort of experience with schooling, especially in mm -hmm. countries where schooling from a certain age is compulsory. It's, it's mind boggling for me to know people don't actually know even i didn't know until i became a teacher that oh this is how this is actually what teaching is all about which is so strange as someone who would have gone through the system i think it's mm -hmm. a great idea and i think perhaps you know maybe we're not doing enough to include the public but i also mm -hmm. feel in terms of public um kind of uh, public engagement with schooling. I think people don't want to engage with schools unless it has something to do with them. So if they're a parent, they'll engage. If they work in a school, they'll engage. But beyond that, societally, people are very much disconnected. So I think we could change that. And I think it would work definitely in teachers' favor that we include the public and we have actual public interest in what happens at schools, and that would also facilitate not only being appreciated, but maybe our schools would even maybe work better if you have greater kind of community, public involvement in them, seeing as though these are public goods in any case. So I think it's a great idea. As to how we do it, I that I'm not sure. That's a challenge that we're throwing out there to all of us to think about perhaps in small ways on how to expand the conversation and get the community more engaged, I mean, and not disconnected, as you say. So that's a takeaway that you're going home thinking about. And all of us who are involved 
in teaching or with teachers, I think it's something we need to think about. But even as we come towards the end, and I was coming towards the end by uh, reading out some special shout outs, and then there is one special song that I want to dedicate to all of us teachers. But as we prepare to do that, um, let's listen to our round of adverts again and then come back to that point where I will read out one shout out and then dedicate one special song that is uh, a cover piece done by my own daughter. And just to tell the teachers that we are all very special and we should never forget that no matter the challenges. So let's uh, listen to the advert again. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more, and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Deanna Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Yes, so we are actually moving towards the end of our presentation. And first of all, Jan, it's really been great having you and just have us having those reflections on the challenges that we've all, we're coming out with. Uh, first of all, we have a challenge to our leaders to stop the lip service and actually begin thinking deeply about the teachers and just build to find a way of actually stepping out to truly appreciate the teachers and more importantly, to galvanize all of us to build a culture of appreciating teachers. And again, challenging ourselves as teachers that even as we wait for this to happen, the best person that can appreciate you is yourself. So let's work together in our spaces, in our schools and find creative activities that we can do that can allow us to connect and actually appreciate one another and feel confident as teachers of the work. I think, Yandi, you are saying almost everybody is because of teachers, but I think it is true that all of us in one way or another has been touched by teachers. And that's why, again, one of the homeworks we are going with, home with as a continent is how can we break the cycle and how can we innovatively and creatively create space for the members of the public to get more aware of what teachers go through and perhaps step out in a more visible way to appreciate teachers. Of course, they may not be able to do anything about the salaries, but even a thank you, celebrating the small moments go a long way, as we read from that tweet uh, that came from um, um, 
uh, that, we, that we read earlier. So as we finish this session, I want to send out a very special shout out to a family of teachers. Uh, one of my friends sent out a shout out to three members of his family. He says the wife is a teacher. They are currently in South Africa. And she says the wife continuously corrects his English language. He has an older sister who's also very passionate about language. He's a deputy principal in one of the schools in Kenya and is always always correcting his Kiswahili. And then finally talked about his sister-in-law also in Kenya, who is a teacher and is extremely passionate about their job. And yes, indeed, passion is part of what keeps us going as teachers. So a special shout out to all those teachers. I know I also had a special shout out from one of my friends from Zimbabwe, to their mother who has been teaching for many years and she says the mother always chose to talk, to teach the disadvantaged children never never taught i mean he's always insisted in teaching the disadvantaged children always wanting to take care of them and i know that is the story with many of our teachers not just teaching the students in africa but actually stepping in to support them in different ways so in that case i want to leave us with this very special um cover piece that was done by my daughter and it says uh you're part of something bigger you're special as teachers let's always remember that even when things are harsh or continue to be harsh let's always remember that you're part of something bigger so i'm going to um we're going to listen to this and then we're going to call it a day we are a few minutes uh after our time but i hope we can all hang in there and finally come to close so here is a special dedication from my firstborn daughter <sighs> If you're feeling significant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Not just a speck in the universe. Not just some words in the Bible first. You are the living word. Huh? You're part of something way bigger. Bigger than you, bigger than me. Bigger than the picture they framed us to see. But now we see it. it Ain't, ain't no secret, oh Understand the truth about that question in your soul Look up, don't look down and watch as unfold Life is your birthright, they hit that in the fine print Take a pen and rewrite it Step out your estimate Step in your essence and know that you're excelling Rise, the spirit is teaching No, I'm not just preaching I'm taking my own advice Let mama let you know Mama's still trying I can get notice off I don't get notice of Truly I'm feeling it I had to say that thing twice Trying to be a good wife Still really hard, I can lie but I promise you I will fight, so I'll fight If you're feeling frustrated and you're thinking I'm jumping in Forgiveness is key because you're part of something way bigger You never lose, we are winners I'll be the rules, you'll be the tree Pass on the food that was given to me Legacy You're part of something way bigger Part of something way bigger, bigger than you, bigger than we, bigger than the picture they framed us to see. Legacy, oh, you're part of something way bigger. 
Let love be the water I point to you and you point to me There ain't no draw here Being now actual powers I'll be a sanctuary You just don't know yet You just don't know yet No matter how hard it gets You got my blood yeah, And you're gonna Your essence to know that your excellent rhymes. The spirit is teaching, no, I'm not just preaching, I'm taking. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than the picture, the frame, the legacy. You're part of something way bigger. Yes, I think as teachers, let's always remember that we are part of something bigger. We leave a legacy. Most of the time, our legacy is right before us. And uh, I just want to, again, send a very special shout out to all our teachers across the continent. Please remember you are part of something way bigger. No matter how hard things are, let's rise. Let's continue to exude the excellence. Let's remember we are a sanctuary even to our our students. And yes, we may be bogged down by syllabus and rotation and, you know, performance, but let's hang in there and let's never, never allow the hard stuff on the hard environment or the reality of the trenches that we work in break us. We must always walk with our heads up. We are teachers, everybody. We actually groom our nation. So, with those many remarks, I want to pass it on to Yandi for your last reflection as we call it a day. And I want to thank everybody who has been part of this show. Thank you very much, Ambrose, and for sending a special shout out and for being here with us. Thank you, Mal, and all the teachers, Leanne, for your active participation and all the teachers that joined us from different parts. We had somebody from South Africa, from as far as Bangladesh. That's really, really humbling to have all of you. Let's continue celebrating our teachers and ourselves as teachers in whatever little way we can. So Yandi, over to you. Your final thoughts in half a minute. Uh, my final thoughts are that I think we can definitely make a change as we do on a regular basis. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of appreciation, we should maybe try to appreciate ourselves instead of relying on policymakers and whoever else that may be. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining in. And thank you for having me. It's always nice to have you. It's always nice to have you. We're able to have real inspirational and hard talk on the situations on the ground. And I'm looking forward for more conversations, especially on that angle that you're saying is emerging that you're still keeping an eye on. So I look forward to having you again on the show. And thank you, everybody. Once again, this was Africa's own education doctor and education evangelist rocking the Sunday afternoon show on Teachers 
Talk Radio. Let's keep talking to each other as teachers and looking forward to you tuning in during the week to the other Teachers Talk Radio shows. There are a number of them every day. Of course, we can keep the conversation going through the Twitter handle of TT Radio 21. Let's continue talking one to another and let's continue in exploring how we can actually break this and as teachers get everybody celebrating us because we are part of something bigger. So over and out, thank you for being here. See you again next Sunday. And thank you everybody for being here and being part of the show. And a special shout out once again to all our teachers, the ones we mentioned and the ones we didn't mention. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.